Hey, welcome to Flipping the Field, No Audio Issues Edition. I'm Patrick Mayhorn. My co-host is Ryan Donnelly. This is a football podcast about all of college football. Um, Ryan, we're here. We didn't spend the last 30 minutes trying to figure out how to make mm-hmm. our microphones work. Nope. It was an excellent week four of college football. That's um, right. How's it going? Dude, good. I, I'm pumped. We've really had a really, 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 really great week of college ball. Yeah. Um, I... For the first time all season, I was able to be in a regular location, which is my couch, mm-hmm. <laughs> watching all the games. Uh, For the first and I believe last time this season. <laughs> well, I guess yeah, I'll be. It's true. It's going to be an adjustment for me this season. But, you know, I think I'll persevere. I'll find a way to drink between 12 and 18 beers and watch between 30 and 40 college football games. I, I think I'm capable of doing it. I, I believe in you for and, sure. And I think I'll get it done. So yeah. uh, let's get to the, the damn fucking awards, dude. Let's yeah. get, let's, hell. We've got, we, <laughs> <laughs> shit. Um, we've got, there are so many games on this, on this list worth <clears throat> talking about and so many more that I don't think we're even going to get to. We're tearing through them. Um, yeah, we're going to shred through these. But first up, game of the week here. Um, I think five really strong contenders for yeah. this. There were, there were some really, really good games this weekend. First up, actually, before the weekend even started, um, Thursday night, Marshall 30, App State 31. This what a was, game, dude. This was in Boone. Um, I had a blast watching this game. Oh, yeah. I this was losing my mind. This was one of the few games that I got to watch from like start to finish every single snap of, mm-hmm. right? Like a lot of the games I have to catch up on the next day or whatever because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm working. But um, Thursday night games are great because I can watch the whole thing. I watched a lot of this at the gym. Um, this was fantastic. These were two, I think, really legitimately good football teams going at each other. I think interesting defensive players on both sides of the ball, good offenses on both sides of the ball. Um, App State is able to, to pull off kind of an impressive comeback here in the fourth quarter, enter the fourth quarter down 30 to 21, um, scores a, a really, really nice Corey Sutton touchdown catch. I don't know how he did that in the back of the end zone. <laughs> Good Lord. Um, and then kicks a, kicks I definitely a field didn't goal. think he caught it when I saw it on first like, live watch. And then I, I was like, um, oh, damn, yeah, he, he got that yeah, ball. Yeah. 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 I think he just got his left foot in. But um, App State also just, just able to close it out late, was really, really running the ball all over for Marshall, especially in the second half. Um, I think it was, uh, oh, what's the guy's name? It's not Nerland's Noel, uh, Nate Noel. Um, mm-hmm. It's Nerland's Noel. <laughs> yeah, Nerland's Noel's son, uh, who had 20 carries for 187 yards. This dude was getting to the edge, like, absolutely, it was no problem. Yeah. All. Like, he was, he, the play started and he was, he was past the edge. My God, they were running the ball at will. It was really getting pretty ugly for Marshall's D-line at a certain yeah. point. And I think that might be just a talent issue, right? They just don't have, like, the size and talent. Which that is I, uh, weird at Marshall. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I think it's weird for them to have... I, I don't know. I think defensive talent issues compared to App State is not that surprising to me. I don't know. App State sure. recruits a good O line and, and good running backs generally, and yeah. Marshall's defense is usually good, but not like uh, I don't know. They're no Louisiana. It was. I, I'll <laughs> say it was pretty good last year. It yeah, was like a top yeah. ten group last year. I think that losing Brad Lambert has hurt this team a lot. Um, my only other thing on that uh, is that Marshall probably should have a better defensive line entirely because it can take SEC cast-offs that went to JUCOs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like the only school in America that can, like, legitimately that can take those guys, like a lot of those guys with the academic qualifying issues, right? Yeah. Which is what Marshall did for years and years <laughs> and years. And so I don't know what's going on That's what on the movie there. was about, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was about. Yeah, nothing else. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it was we, the letter R, and then Marshall. Um, but uh, this, yeah, this was a blast. I think that App State, we can firmly put now into Sunbelt contender status, mm-hmm. right? Like three-team I, race, yeah. yeah. I needed to see App State win a big game, and here it is, winning a big game and in yeah. front of a really cool atmosphere i thought the crowd was awesome um this is we were saying coming into this week that this is a helmet game and i think it absolutely was that and it was a yeah. really good time I, I know a lot of people watch that game too like people yeah. who are not generally like g5 football fans are watching that game and, yeah. and i think there's a lot of interest in it so let's keep that going let's yeah just, let's let's put more of those games in prime time where people can watch them we need some sort of i think i said this last week but some sort of g5 scheduling alliance <laughs> to get these top teams playing each other <laughs> we also need to make sure that matt berry is not on these calls anymore because mm-hmm. that dude sucks major Damn, time <laughs> that sucks dude why are you spend the whole guy it's one of the this might be my vote for game of the week and maybe yeah. the best game of the season so far yeah and this fucking asshole spends the whole thing talking about gambling i don't yeah I, shut I don't, up dude. i don't care man i'm mean, like gambling's cool and all like it's i like to sports gamble a little bit myself too but like i don't want to hear about the entire fucking broadcast yeah it's it's an actual football game between two teams 
games that was like really tight and competitive, it's, and like it's both a, teams are going to be in their conference race. Yeah, it's a it's a rivalry that these fans and teams care a lot about. Yeah, it's an important game for both teams. This guy's like, oh, is the over going to hit? Shut yeah. up! This, this guy he spent <laughs> like he spent a significant portion of the game. Like, even early on saying, like, oh, that field goal might be important for some people. It's like, yeah, the teams that are playing. Like, yeah. it's not, it doesn't seem, that doesn't seem to be <laughs> in the front of his mind. It's like, bro, you're mm-hmm. call, you're calling this game yeah, live. you're the guy calling the game. Yeah, yeah. you're not, it's like, it, I, I think that, that he's Brother, got. Brother, you were on ESPN2 trying to go viral. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh man! Um, I was actually talking to our stats and information department, and they said <laughs> that in um, you know thirty one percent of conference USA, some belt game. Shut up! Shut up, man! Shut up! Who cares? And at the end, just whine. The, the end. He was just whining incessantly about the player mm-hmm. doing the objectively correct move of ending the game instead of scoring a touchdown for right. what would still be a one possession game, yes. right? Like, yeah, obviously you do that. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, well, that's going to be a pretty important play for a lot of everybody in America is just through their television remote. It's like, no, they didn't. A lot right. of people who were rooting for App State were really happy about that. Also, the, the early line, by the way, just the pregame line, I think at one point was plus nine. Yeah. So It wasn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't important. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, you're talking about, you're not even talking about betting anymore. You're talking about live betting on the air. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think they should bring on. ESPN fantasy football expert Matthew Barry to replace him. What do you think mm-hmm. about that? That'd be cool. I'm sure he would be much more bearable. <laughs> just talking about Corey Sutton, you know, this is a potential late Devi guy. You can look at his just just from from one awful guy to another. Um, yeah, we need to. Uh, well, I think what we need to do is we need to get rid of SVP so that these people stop thinking they can beat him. Um, I like SVP though, and also by the way, that, we haven't talked about it on the air yet, but absolutely fucking incredible. Uh, that he uh, was posting, uh, or sorry, was not that's not posting, talking on SportsCenter on the air yeah. about the Kirk Barton, Ken Stickney <laughs> uh, lawsuit yeah. from Buckeye Scoop. I, to be clear, I also like SVP. I think that the issue is that these morons can't handle having him in the same office yeah. as them because they're all like, oh, I could be that guy. No, yeah. you can't. By, by the way, I just want to, I don't know if I heard the whole story in the air. He is a poster's poster. Yeah. Just, I, I know everyone knows he was on like the uh, Rivals boards for Maryland for a long time. It was also on the Rivals main board okay. it's further beyond that yeah i have a friend who also was a poster on there a pretty avid one uh and this is an actual i have a friend not like i have a friend it's it's me mm-hmm. um but was an avid poster on the rivals main board and uh svp uh got him drinks uh when they were out they like, invited Classic. him to come out with him let's <laughs> go and got drinks with them because of how much he laughed at his post on the main oh, board man. so he is a true posters warrior we love that well yeah let's get him on the call instead of fucking matt barry that dude stinks big time um next up here on the list missouri at boston college boston college managed to pull out a 41 34 win here late touchdown i believe to to send it to overtime um no that's what it was boston college scores scores a late touchdown missouri immediately comes down hits a 56 yard field going then Boston College wins it in overtime um I think this Boston College team is pretty good like I, I think legitimately the defense seems to have taken a step back but the offense is scoring and moving the ball and Zay Flowers is really 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 good mm-hmm. um I don't think that uh I don't think that Dennis Grossell is especially like the guy at quarterback obviously oh no but, he's not very good but Zay Flowers is really good I like this rushing attack quite a bit yeah um I'd like to see Jalen Gill get a little bit more involved because every time he touches the ball, something good happens. But mm-hmm. he, um, I actually talked to his, uh, his parents about this. Uh, mm-hmm. He was on a limited snap count, okay. uh, but he's supposed to be on a full go for Clemson. So I go. We see, got, we'd expect to see more of yeah, him. We uh, got some breaking news out here. Yeah. Um, but uh, Pat Garwo, who is a, a man, he was bullying. Guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Five eight two fourteen, which is just wonderful. Missouri's uh, really missing Ryan Walters. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think it's Steve Wilkes calling the plays out there mm, now. If memory serves, and seems like he's not doing a great job. This yeah. Missouri team, I think, is going to fuck around and end up being like four and eight. And nobody's really going to think twice about it because it's Missouri. But this is uh, this should be better than a four and eight team. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I tend to agree. I mean, I, I think this Missouri team is pretty damn good. They just uh, also shot to Connor Bazelak, who was tearing it up early in the game. Yeah, he did. First have, half, not a lot of defense played. No, not a <laughs> lot of defense played. He did have two kind of bad interceptions, but 30 or 41 for 303 is not, not yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, they need a better rushing attack, too. Yeah, I mean, Tyler Beatty's a good player, but yeah, they just it, don't block well. No, they don't block well. And I think that this offense is very limited because of that. Um, I'm curious to see what they do in the East because there are a lot of teams in the East that I think you can get some points on, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't think that this Missouri team is especially well suited to handle even like the second tier, third tier of the SEC. Like, I don't think that this team really competes with Ole Miss or anything like that. I think they're basically in a race with Tennessee to see if they're third from the bottom or fourth from the bottom in the East. 
Sure. Well, who's pretty, who's bottom? Is South Carolina, South Carolina Vandy? Vanderbilt. Okay. Yeah. 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 That seems fine by me. Yeah. Um, they already lost Kentucky, right? So. Yeah. So probably probably five and seven, four and eight here. Kind yeah. of kind of a not very good year with Connor Basilak. I think yeah. they should be a little bit better than that. But I mean, they, they're what three and one right now after this game. Yeah. Uh, and they haven't played those three teams yet: Tennessee, Vandy, and South Carolina. I believe so they could get to six and one. Or sure. six and six. I mean, sure. I think yeah. it's possible. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. That's. Yeah. I. I do think like, and they're probably going to get Connor Basilek back, which is which is helpful, mm-hmm. but um, should probably be probably be a little bit better than probably this. Should. They yeah. they do get Tennessee this week at home. They also have North Texas left. I don't. That's right. The, the SEC only plays eight uh, eight conference games. Yeah. So yeah, I, I suppose uh, I suppose it's not impossible if they win all those games, they could get four more wins. But um, they are also, I will say, they're two and two right now. So they would get to six and six with mm. four more wins. Yeah. Um, because they have like Kentucky and then now this. But yeah, I, I this was this was fun. I listened to a lot of this on the on the radio call, but I, I got to watch it on Sunday, and I I had a good time watching it. I thought it was very fun. Um, next up, Clemson at NC State. Uh, Ryan, the Dabo Pack is going up. <laughs> oh man, we are fucking smoking on that fucking Dabo Pack, dude. R.I.P. that bozo. Rest in peace, uh, bozo. Yeah, he sucks, man. Yeah. I mean, he's a loser. Uh, he hired. He's a bad OC who sucks. Tony Elliott, bad, yeah. bad at his job. Um, can't get a damn offensive line. No offense to front of the pot, Matt Potcourse, but the offensive line's fucking terrible. Matt, Matt's good. It's just that the the rest of them are not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, we like Matt a lot, but uh, that line is tough, man. Yeah. That is not a really good looking line at all. Everyone outside of Matt is bad. <laughs> yeah, they cannot stop anybody. I mean, just consistent no. pressure. And like, but also, I, even when they don't have pressure, DJ is just throwing fucking worm burners. Yeah, this kid. <laughs> this kid. I'm sorry, man. This kid is just not very good. Yeah, like, and I'm shocked because he looked so poised against Boston College Notre Dame yeah. last year. Yeah, like, I, I thought he looked really good last season. Did you? I thought he was okay. He did lose like almost every game that he played in. I mean, right? he's one he's, and one, but yeah, yeah. But, like he almost lost the Boston College game too. Fair enough. And that team was feisty all year. I, sure. I just like you're Clemson. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> and uh, it, it felt. It feels like. And I don't think this is necessarily his. In fact, it's not his fault. But it 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 felt like they built that entire offense to work so well around what Trevor Lawrence was able to do, mm-hmm. and most people aren't. Trevor Lawrence. And also, it, yeah, Trevor Lawrence covers up every problem you have yeah, because he's Trevor and, Lawrence. And so they had this offense that was built around Trevor Lawrence, built around really elite receivers, and built around a very good running back who could catch the ball out of the backfield. And they don't have any of those things right now. Like Trevor Lawrence is not on the team anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Shipley's out for a, for quite some time. It seems like with yeah, the knee Breezy's injury. out for the season. Yeah, Brian Breezy's out for the season. That's the biggest thing. Will Shipley also isn't good yet. Uh, which um, is, I thought I think he looks good in limited flashes. The problem is they're asking him to play so many goddamn reps because Lynn yeah. J. Dixon hit the transfer portal and Chess Malusi hit it before the season to go to yeah. Wisconsin. He sucks too, by the way. Leading uh, rusher here against NC State was DJ. Nine carries for sixty three yards. Brutal. It's I mean, just not good. Yeah, but I think also like Shipley's a guy that like he's not built very thickly also he's 18 yeah and when you give a guy that small that young that many like touches which they would have to do essentially with this offense since yeah. they can't throw it he's gonna get hurt inevitably he's just yeah. not he can't hold up to that kind of punishment yeah it feels to me sort of like clemson he's is no deuce Vaughn. he's no he's no demario <laughs> mccall um it feels to me like clemson is trying to fit a square peg into a round hole i think that it it has kind of ruined DJ by asking him to do this stuff in a way that is, I mean, that's a bummer, right? Like, I like this kid. I think this kid is going to be pretty good. Yeah. And now we're, we're, we're looking at him and it's like, man, I don't know. I don't know how you fix. I don't know what offense works for this guy. Cause he doesn't hit any passes. They, they also were like, I think just from a receiver standpoint, right. They kind of went the opposite way, but Bama at Ohio state have been doing, and they've recruited these like old school, like six foot five, like red zone target kind of guys for the receiver room. Yeah. And none of them seem to get any separation right now. Like, you know, in the past, whenever you had uh, all the freaks they had in that room, all the guys who were, you know, Dodger Hopkins, and everybody else who were just getting open at will, essentially. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit different. But when you, now you're asking these guys who are kind of shadow versions of that, who also aren't being developed that well, mm-hmm. to try to separate. And, like, that's fine because Trevor Lawrence could throw these incredible windows and hit these jump balls that they would catch and come down with. But, like, that's not happening anymore because DJ is not, again, no one is Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Uh, so... The rece- you're not you're not having like these kind of four three guys like a Chris Olave, a Jamison Williams, a John Mechie, uh, you know these kind of players we're seeing at Ohio State and Alabama. Yeah, they're just getting open. Keishon Booty is kind of built like this, and it's just mm-hmm. getting open at will. Um, and DJ simply cannot hit those windows that Trevor Lawrence is hitting. I would also like to point out real quick, um, Jeff Scott's now been gone for two years. He was the receivers coach. Mm. The new receivers coach. Do you know who it is? Hmm, who? It's Tyler Grisham. 
who um, this it's is John Grisham's son. He also yeah, writes legal yes, drama novels. Yeah. This is the entire resume here for 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 Tyler Grisham. I'll start from the beginning. 2014 to 2015, Clemson graduate assistant. 2016 to, through 2019, Clemson offensive analyst. <laughs> That's hmm. it. That's and now it. he's the receiver's coach. Yeah, now he's the receiver's coach. Yeah, generally, and it seems like we maybe have a uh, a Dabo Sweeney Ryan Day Freaky Friday situation. Yeah, if, here. There's, if there are any you know maybe local head football coaches out there listening to this, if you have a guy in your staff who is an intern, mm-hmm. maybe he was previously the Texas State offensive coordinator for like nine games before getting fired. Yeah, and uh, there's no one else out there, or he was a Clemson GA, something like that. You know, there's no one else out there in the country anywhere trying to hire him. Yeah. You don't have to give him a job at one of the three or four best programs of college football. No. In fact, you shouldn't do that. And if you're at one of those schools, it's actually really easy to get those guys placed somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And then you can see what they're doing at a smaller school. Right. right? Like Everett Withers. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you also, if you're going to hire them anyway, you also really don't have to give them a made up special teams coordinator job. Mm-hmm. Um, you're asking the guy to design punt returns or, you know, you know. Asking a dude to drop like punt coverages for a team that doesn't punt. Yeah, um, yeah, classic. <laughs> but uh, this seems to be that sort of situation. I think that this is something that we're seeing at a lot of the top schools, other mm-hmm. than Alabama, which doesn't do this. Um, is that a lot of these schools? I think kind of fell into a little bit of a malaise over the last couple of years because they knew they were going to make the playoffs every year, and now that they don't have these these top quarterbacks that can kind of save them from themselves, and a lot of these smaller, you know, second tier, third tier schools have. 15 24 year olds on the mm-hmm. roster i think that you're seeing the the differences between the two kind of fade in terms of like these teams that that these schools are playing against are more talented and more experienced and these big time schools clemson alabama ohio state oklahoma even georgia right they have a bunch of fat on their staffs yeah. because they were able to get fat over the last couple of years because they didn't have That's to true. actually try to, to do anything. Yeah, and they don't have quarterbacks that are as good as, say, like Emory Jones or yeah, somebody exactly. like that. They yeah. don't have experienced yeah. veteran leadership yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, speaking of rosters that have 15, 24-year-olds, Iowa State loses at Baylor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, can I also, can I say real quick, NC State's good. We were right. Oh, yeah, we were right. NC State is good. One Dev- more time, one more time. Yeah, we were right. We were NC, right. NC State is good. <laughs> Did you see that video of uh, Dave Doran with the red Solo cup and a cigar after the game? <laughs> I didn't. I like the idea of he it. He really fucking hates Davos Sweeney, which rocks. I love for him. Yeah, um, he, also, allegedly, Adrian Williams, comes receiver, spit on a fan in that. that ruckus. Yeah. Uh, which did, did you see Dave Doran was out on the golf course? He had his hat backwards and he was smoking a cigar that had Dabo's <laughs> remains in it. And I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> uh, I heard Dave Doran was uh, mailing Dabo a letter that had some uh, anthrax in it. And, okay. and the letter said that, you know, uh, you have to be lucky every time. We only have to be lucky once up the raw. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but it's uh, it's certainly interesting. <laughs> and we are looking into it. Um, <laughs> but um yeah, also, can we play that uh, Chief Keef ha-ha-ha at the end of the uh, the Dabo, uh, you know what I'm talking about? I'll send you the song if <laughs> okay, not. sure. Um, <laughs> anyway, but- R.I.P. Dabo. Uh, but speaking of teams that suck and with really terrible head coaches who are fucking morons, yeah. uh, Matt Campbell lost again. He did. Hmm. Yeah, Matt Campbell lost again. Hmm. Um, can I just say real quick? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was right. Yeah, you Once were Once again, right. for three years straight about Matt Campbell. He fucking sucks, dude. Yeah. He's, he's bad. More than three years. Shit. He, I've been hating on him since he came into... Uh, the Ohio State facilities when he was the head coach of Toledo after he had just gotten reprimanded for uh, bringing a priest in or whatever for the for his team sure. and Urban was sucking him off yeah. in front of the media. Um, <laughs> yeah, a cool thing to do. Um, Matt Campbell sucks, man. I don't know if I'm ready to go that far. I, mm-hmm. I, what he has done at Iowa State is hard to do, right? Like that's not something that nobody else was doing that before he showed up. He's no Dave Clawson, dude. <laughs> I mean, look, if you're looking at coaches who are actually taking harder rebuilding jobs in tougher conferences than the Big 12. I don't know if I would say that. That <laughs> I, I mean, Iowa State was a really fucking bad job. Mm. It was really, really bad. It was not a good job. I think some of the Iowa State challenges are a little bit overrated. But... It had never been good before, ever. Mm, I don't <laughs> like, know. If you go back to like Jack Trice, I guess. But I don't think I don't think this is a program that was that was terribly strong before Matt Campbell arrived. So I don't think he's a bad coach. I don't I I don't think I can possibly go that far. I do think that this group of talent that he has right now is just limited in ways that Iowa State can't really make up for um, with coaching with anything else. And maybe the recruiting does need to improve, right? Yeah. Like, like maybe they need to go out and get new guys. Maybe it means hitting the transfer portal harder, which they haven't really done a ton of yet. 
Um, they need to get back into the Earl Bruce coaching tree. Okay. Maybe bring in Zach Smith. Uh huh. <laughs> Something to look at. For sure. It is time to bring in Zach Smith. Um, yeah, but look, the, the Brock Purdy is one of the worst quarterbacks in college football. He's uh, not good. He's he's not good. He's not like noticeably he's bad but he's not like noticeably terrible to the point where I think you can go and bench him right he just does the same shit every single game it's always the exact same game from him Mm -hmm. and it's not enough to make up for the lack of talent at like receiver where there's not really anybody who I think is going to make him look good he does have Charlie Coolhart tight end but but it is frustrating to me in some respects this guy was like regarded as an NFL like prospect and it just seems totally ridiculous to me he's like worse than any of those Michigan State quarterbacks that were all drafted um yeah, this guy sucks, man. I don't know. I, I just think I think Brock Purdy sucks. I think Matt Campbell sucks. I like watching them lose. Uh, I've been right about them for a long time. I feel like I, I will uh, also, he simply like he, he fucking blows. Anyway. I, I, I will say this is one of those games, and I have not seen the post game win expectancy on this one. It the, looking at the stats doesn't feel like Baylor should have won this game, right? Like Iowa State outgained them pretty significantly. Had the ball for for ten more minutes. Only had three penalties. Did um, they turn the ball over a few times? They turned the ball over once. Oh. Um, they had a they had an interception. But I I think Baylor had a kickoff return and maybe some other weird mm-hmm. shit. Well, good coaches win close yeah. games. And so I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how this happened <laughs> exactly. But I don't think Baylor's going to look a gift horse in the mouth. Yeah, I mean Iowa yeah. State here twenty seven first downs to Baylor's fifteen. Can you hit me um, with that Chief Keefe? Ha ha one more time, real quick. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, no problem. Um, what's uh, what's left here on the, uh, on the game our, of the week? Our final nominee for game of the week is UTS. As we hit the twenty-one minute mark of the podcast, classic uh, is UTSA at Memphis, where sincere McCormick just got the ball. Um, the most any times they running back, the most carries, I think it was forty-two. Yeah, that any running back has had since twenty seventeen in the FBS. <laughs> um, just ran the ball all fucking day, and their kicker yeah. hit a field goal as time expired. This team, um, you were right about this one. Yeah. I, I thought Memphis would win in a close one. Yeah. UTSA won in a close one. Good win for them. They now have road wins over Illinois and Memphis. They're 4-0. This team rocks. Yeah, this they're team, really good, This team man. is really fucking cool. I think Memphis is also good. Like yeah. I, I think that this. I came away from this thinking, yeah, Memphis looks pretty good. I think Seth Hennigan is improving every week. Mm-hmm. I'm impressed um, on Memphis for sure. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think Calvin Austin's pretty good. I think that they only have two receivers, which is a weird approach. Like Literally, they only have him and Sean Dykes. Sean they Dykes is no one else is thrown to, yeah. Like, they, they, threw two, they threw three passes to one other guy, and that's it. Um, <laughs> I think Memphis... Memphis did a pretty good job of, of limiting Zachary Franklin. Seven receptions, fifty-one yards. That's pretty good against yeah. him. But um, yeah, sincere McCormick, who will he will do that, and and mm, he did. He's and, yeah. yeah, he's liable to do that. And uh, UTSA with a really nice comeback here too. Was was down twenty-one nothing in the first quarter. Comes all the way back to win. Yeah, um, this um, is this is your CUSA favorite. I we're think, staring down a four-team G five playoff: of Cincinnati, <laughs> Fresno State, Coastal, and uh, UTSA. We're certainly looking into it, folks. Yeah. Uh, They've and got we, a date with uh, with UAB and. November. They do, and we are looking forward to that as oh, well. Yeah, They've we got are. a date with UAB, I believe. They play Charlotte as well at some point this season, which should be I think fun. They dodge them on the schedule. I couldn't, they I couldn't might. be wrong though. They, they, they do play uh, UTEP still, who's currently three yeah. and one, which is kind of funny. Mm, uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. About about, yeah. yeah, we'll see on that front. Um, but yeah, that UAB game is going to be fucking awesome. Oh yeah. Um, who's your vote for game of the week, Pat? I think I have to give it to Marshall App State. This is the game that I had the most fun watching. Um, I love this rivalry. I want to see more of it. I, yeah. I, this was a blast. I really liked it. I one. was I was having too much fun achieving on that Dabo pack, um, <laughs> so I had to pick Clemson and NC State. But I do respect the Marshall App State pick, and that's definitely number two for me. I thought it was the game of the year coming into Saturday, yeah. and then Clemson and NC State blew me away. Yeah. Um, also, just as you know, I'm a big fan of watching NC State games and do it constantly, yeah. much to the chagrin of my <laughs> friends and loved ones. And uh, I did, uh, I did make them watch almost the entire game, and they were loving it. So I believe yeah. I converted them to the Church of Dave Door and the Church of Dave of Tim Beck, yeah, uh, of Dave Tim Beck, of Dave uh, Tim Beck. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about here's a little idea, Patrick? I want you to explore this with me. Sure. What do you think about the idea of Brooklyn Tim Beck? What would that go like? I have no, I have no thoughts on the matter. Nothing. No. Wait, none, was none. this at a later date? I don't think he would. I don't think that he would like Brooklyn very much. I don't think he'd be very comfortable there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We'll, sort of, we'll look at this in the future. Yeah. What if um, it was Brooklyn? Uh, Tim. What if it was just Tim Beck, but it was the folk singer? Yeah, was, those two were working. Oh, like together. Beck, the uh, the folk singer. Yeah, yeah, those two were working um, together. I think that'd be pretty nice. A friend, a friend of the show, Lizzie, uh, made, okay. <laughs> made me a mix CD of Beck songs. We were fourteen. That's about all I know about him. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Love that. I don't know anything else about Beck besides that CD that I had listened to at least two or three times. Okay. But probably not more than that. All right. Let's get into the You Blew It nominees here. You Blew It! First up, Toledo at Ball State. Um, Ryan, why did you try to convince me that Ball State was going to be good this year? Why did you do um, this? It's hard to, to say. It's hard to say. I, I you know. Uh, Why did I let you convince me? <laughs> um, Ball State was here's, here's my rationale. Year. The biggest dude at my gym is a Ball State football alumnus. Okay, <laughs> and I'll blame him. Yeah, sure. Um, I think Mike New is is <laughs> is fraudulent. I think he's he's looking shaky in the light. Um, Twenty two twelve win here for Toledo. I don't smoking think that Mike New pack. We're smoking that Mike New pack. I don't think Toledo is especially good. Um, Ball State just doesn't have any offense at all. I think Drew Drew Plitt is kind of in hell here. I don't think mm-hmm. he's amazing by any means, but he doesn't have a whole lot of help um, anywhere else. Rushing attack is not especially good. Defense took a step back. Um, I don't think either of these teams is going to compete in any meaningful way for the MAC. Having watched them both play, I think I, tend to agree. I think it's Western Michigan's to lose. Um, but the, just, just this is not good. This Speaking is of, yeah. this is not good for Ball State. I think that Mike New is maybe a beneficiary of 2020 more than maybe even we thought. Speaking of Western Michigan, do you want to tell us about that game? San Jose State at WMU? Yeah, sure. We also have this on here uh, because coming into the season, I think we like San Jose State a lot, right? They're, you know, the the proprietors of that awesome How Bizarre video. Uh, We like Nick Starkle on this podcast. Um, this team's not very good. Right, I agree. <laughs> I, I, I hate to report, I liked San Jose State coming into the season. They're just not very good. Like, the offense has taken a pretty severe step back without much of a rushing attack. Um, Tyler Nevins isn't bad at running back, but they just they don't have a whole lot there. The offensive line is worse. Um, Nick Starko has regressed pretty severely back into the quarterback that he was. Um, he doesn't have a whole lot in the way of receivers, which I think hurts him a lot, but um, this defense is not good enough to cover for how bad the offense is, and I think that a lot of San Jose State's success last season came from sort of that patchwork stuff that I talk about with other programs, and it's just kind of falling apart under under some pressure here. It's too bad because I like Brent Brennan a lot. I wanted him to be able to sustain this, but this is a hard job and they just don't have the pieces for it. Western Michigan, meanwhile, as I alluded to, really good. Caleb Ellaby, really good. Didn't have to do a ton here and they, they still won pretty easily. Um, Sky Moore is awesome. Nine receptions for 95 yards. That kid is really, really good. Oh, yeah. Receiver. Uh, Pittsburgh um, legend, by yeah. the way. Pittsburgh legend. Yeah, but Western Michigan, really he good. Also, we, I don't think we talked about it last week. Maybe we did or uh, you hit the solo pod. That's right. Yeah. But uh, he fucking tore up Pitt in his own field, by the way. We he love did. that. Yeah. We'd love to see that. Yeah, but uh, Western... Anyone who looks... Make, sorry, Jared. No, but anyone that makes Matt makes Pat Narduzzi look like a bozo is a friend mm-hmm. of mine. Yeah. So yeah, but Western Michigan, Eastern Michigan, Kent State, I think all stand out to me as potential Mac teams to compete. And somebody's got to fucking win the thing. But um, other than that, there's not not a ton in that conference mm-hmm. that I'm seeing so far. Um, next up, and you blew it. I do have Iowa State Baylor in here. This one's for me specifically. Um, I, I have already done my my mea culpa on this. They should be better than they are, and they're not. And. Uh, hmm. Yeah. Familiar. Yeah. Also, Listen, I will, Matt Campbell take a twelve. He'll take a four and eight team, and he'll get him to eight and four. Yeah. And he can take a twelve and zero team and get him to eight and four. <laughs> Matt Campbell will do anything he can to get you to eight and four. <laughs> it's exactly oh. what he's capable of doing. Oh man. Well, and if you're Michigan, you're just so sick of going eight and four. It's time to bring in Mister Eight and Four himself. Yeah. You got to love a guy who can never beat his rival, really can't recruit that well, and yeah. just has to go eight and four every season. I think it's exactly what Michigan needs. Has sort of a limited offense. Doesn't mm-hmm. develop quarterbacks terribly well. Right. Uh, Runs but, a defensive scheme that's novel right now that'll definitely be get blown out within the next two years yeah something like that yeah we're certainly <laughs> looking into it um i will baylor better than i thought they would be coming in uh, shout out to Dave Aranda. i, I God, also like likes. um yeah that's right is it is it gary bohannon that's how, that's how you say it i thought it was the, jerry but i could be wrong i, I one of the bohannon the quarterback yeah, he's yeah. he's not very good but he's fun to watch yeah yeah um, good for him he's uh he's a pretty good runner he has a stronger arm than than Real pirate he, name too. Bohannon yeah, sounds like a, a pirate. That's a good name, but a uh, little bit stronger harm that I think he understands. Sometimes he lets it fly a little too much, but uh, yeah, yeah, he's he's fun to watch. I think Baylor is is improved and was sort of a casualty of 2020 more than it was anything else. Um, Georgia State at Auburn. This one broke my heart. Um, Man. Georgia State should have won this fucking game. Let him off the hook. You had him. You let him off the fucking hook. You let him off the fucking hook. Gave up 15 points in the, the final quarter of this one. Um the uh, granted the last of them an interception return doesn't really matter a ton it was already over because it, it was a pick six after the game had already yeah. ended um, but gives up a touchdown to Shedrick Jackson with 45 seconds left TJ Finley to his credit made a really nice play but you got to get that guy on the ground you yeah. just you have to it's fourth and it's fourth and whatever 
fourth and fourth and ball game from like the the fifteen or whatever it was. You've got to get that guy to the to the ground. You just do. Um, it's tough, man. And they they didn't. And I know Georgia State played a really good game outside of that, but just wasn't couldn't couldn't do it when it mattered especially in the second half we're blanked in the second half really frustrating <laughs> to watch this happen here. yeah absolutely unbelievable the way that after this game auburn rose in the rankings <laughs> <laughs> just an absolute oh, fucking clown God. show just, there's nobody else there's nobody else out there um, um, i disagree <laughs> no 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 i, I uh, yeah you know i know you just there know. was somebody i don't want to name drop him because i don't remember his name um dave portnoy's kid or whatever <laughs> um who had okay. who had fucking Clemson 14 in his AP poll. That's about mm, 30 spots too high. Yeah, what are we doing here, guys? I mean, there's, <laughs> it's a joke. They're still ranked in the first place. But whatever, fuck the yeah. AP poll. Yeah, I mean, it does, doesn't matter. All due respect to Ralph Russo, probably a nice guy, but yeah. the poll fucking sucks. Full of bozos, unfortunately. Yeah, full of bozos, but um, <laughs> also full of bozos here. Georgia State's defense and coaching staff, apparently. Yeah, um, final nominee here, Kansas State at Oklahoma State. Man, yeah. I am shocked about this. Yeah, uh, Kansas I, State just, I mean, they ended up coming back, making it a close one, but a little bit, I guess. I think it was like 22, or was it 22-31 final score, but they ended up getting their dick kicked in for the first half of that game. Yeah, 31-20. Um, just like, it, it, they looked like a team that had their, what, third string quarterback, I believe. Yeah. Um, and he wasn't especially good. I don't think that that explains the loss in full. I think that they probably would have lost with a healthy quarterback as well. Will Howard yeah. did not look good in this game, and, and he's the second string, but... Um, at what point do we need to adjust for Oklahoma State here? Because it seems like Oklahoma State might not be as bad as we thought. Um, I think that, hmm, that's a good question. I don't know. I'm not willing to buy that yet. I think maybe yeah. there's everyone they've played is bad. Yeah, they. I mean, they've had, <laughs> they, they were, it was it was two very unconvincing wins to start the season over Missouri State and Tulsa. Beat a, a okay Boise State team, shouldn't right. have, um, and then gets this. Uh, is you kind you of gotta their, give it to them on that, I guess. That, yeah, that kind is... of their first convincing win, but they do get Baylor this week, so I think we're going to learn something yeah, right and like they that, jump into the rankings at 19 by the way that is yeah. insane they just rank them just to uh, get a ranked on ranked matchup is that the only rationale seems, seems like it i'm sure fox is amped up about that um but I, they might reel off three straight losses here because they get baylor at home then they go at texas at iowa state yeah and you love iowa state um <laughs> Huge all right what's the uh what's the pick here um, for me, it's shortest state at Auburn. I don't know, yeah. nothing else I can go with. Yeah, it's just it's it's frustrating. It should have won the game. Couldn't couldn't lock it down. Um, yeah. This Auburn program is fraudulent. Yes, Brian Harson is not the guy. I'm going to say it right bad. fucking now. This guy is not it. It's Absolutely. not going to work. Yep. Um, all right. Next up here, the got to be a little bit quicker than that nominees. Oh, you almost had it. You got to be quicker than that. First up. LSU, LSU at yeah, Mississippi State. I was watching this game with great hope. I mean, not even expecting Mississippi State to pull it off, but they did get like LSU kept letting them hang around, hang around, and hang around. Yeah, and, uh, they just couldn't get the job done the other day. LSU did not look very good. Uh, Kayshawn Booty still an incredible player, um, just amazing to watch. Nothing else with LSU works. This is a this school's bad. This team's bad. Yeah, Ed Orgeron's gonna get fired. Uh, they're what? I think they're only have one loss season so far, but yeah, there is a, a big storm coming. Yeah, <laughs> for, am, am for I, our boy uh, in Baton Rouge. Am I correct that Derek Stingley did not play here? Correct. Okay, uh, I think that might be a common thing this year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go out on a limb. Um, really bad game next week just Auburn LSU is just gonna be miserable yeah I'm sure uh, that and I'm sure that that will get hype all week from like the same customers that we usually get from kick. good god yeah that's bizarre huh boy uh they're where's, gonna lose at Kentucky in two weeks. Where's that game at? It's uh, in Baton Rouge. Okay, well, I, that we get to see a night game in, in Baton Rouge at least. That's always cool. Hey, um, you know who's not gonna be calling Baton Rouge? Uh, my TV remote. I'll tell you that. Won't be yeah, putting that one on the team. That's for sure. On the screen. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm confident <laughs> in that one. Um, By the way, just real sicko update here that I, I just want to hide in the middle of the podcast. Sure. I'm, you know. Uh, I'm officiating a wedding next weekend, and uh, I was working this weekend with a friend of the show, Luke, uh, to develop some hand signals that can be score updates for Ohio State Rutgers because oh my God. it'll be occurring during the ceremony. Uh, so if he sees any updates, he'll be giving me a, a little shoulder pat for what's going on. Gotcha. Yeah, so, what's what's the signal for Ohio State has lost to Greg Schiano? <laughs> I'll be watching the second half at the, the reception. Right, I was going to say, is that just much? a big thumbs up? <laughs> Toothy grin. That's a, a throat slash yeah. for Ryan Day. Yeah. <laughs> That's you do, son, throat slash. Yeah. Um, anyway, going to continue forward here, Louisville at Florida State. Uh, man, Florida State sucks, dude. Florida State sucks. Florida State sucks big time. Nearly managed to come back here, scored uh, all 23 of its points after the first quarter. Just... Uh, 
like in, in, including what was it? Yeah, ten in the second half. They just keep getting worse. Here, here's a question though: Do you have to just like fire Mike Ravel immediately because he's this bad? They can't. They can't well, do it. Right? They don't have or is money. It Mike or they, Jay? Which Ravel do they have? It's Mike. Mike. Jay would be better than this. Yeah, yeah. Do, I mean, like, I, I guess you you have to do. You have to keep him around. Yeah. But like, at what point are you going to like start the program up again? You only get to six and seven. Like, what's your plan? Like, yeah. If he gets five hundred. I don't know. I mean, you're just going to be in Clay Helton territory with him soon, I feel like. <laughs> that's a that's a brutal sentence right yeah. there. Um, yeah, I, I, they can't fire him. They can't afford it because they're already paying for uh, Taggart. And so they cannot they cannot get rid of another coach immediately. And I, I, who knows, maybe patience will be rewarded in this case because he was a good coach at Memphis. And it's just it's weird that it has been so bad. Yeah. And they, they still don't have talent up front. They still don't really have a ton of talent on defense. But, like, it should be better than this. It just should. Like, Mackenzie Milton didn't have a terrible game, I don't think. 24 39 for 248. We know he's a good player. Just a team that does not know how to win, truthfully. Like, yeah. There's just no culture of winning right now. Yeah. They, I mean, that's just like kind of cliche football coach that to say, but they really don't do not know how to win games. They, yeah. they just don't have the composure to yeah. do it. Jay Sean Corbin also 11 carries 159 he's yards. He's good. He's fucking good. Like, I think Mackenzie Milton is good. They I have think a good that, running back stable. Yeah, like, I think Corbin is good. I think no a lot of these. talent, though. Yeah, like, I, I think a lot of these guys could be good it's just the team as a whole is so much less than the sum of its parts they need to get some boosters together to get some funds for the transfer portal this offseason and get some receivers desperately <laughs> sure. yeah yeah uh, these receivers are not good and yeah. there were plenty on the market this offseason including uh who's your guy from memphis that's at uh usc oh, taj something is it washington yeah yeah like right. go get that guy he's pretty good yeah and he's playing for a dog shit team too doesn't even matter yeah um yeah this is just this is not going well here for, uh, for Florida State. We're going to speed it up a little here. Yeah. Uh, uh, Rutgers at Michigan. Uh, Rutgers got kept getting shots um, to go. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, they just really could not get it done. Um, yeah. Not even a little bit. No. Um, um, this, yeah, this is not... This is not this is not working here for 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 what Michigan's trying to do with Kate McNamara. Yeah. I don't know why they're, uh, why they're going for that. Yeah. Um, we're going to jump now to the I can feel it deep down my plums game. What mm-hmm. is your pick here for, for a little oh, bit quicker should, than that? Probably pick one for a little bit quicker than that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Um, I've got, I think I've got Rutgers at Michigan, right? I mean, maybe it was LSU, yeah. Mississippi State. I don't know. Um, Rutgers fucking nearly got the job done, but really they just uh, don't have enough offensive talent. They can't throw the football. Yeah. Can't win a game running on Michigan like that. Uh, but Michigan is, of course, September Michigan. And, yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah, you know how it goes. They are who we thought they were. Um, next up here, <laughs> I can feel it deep down in my plums, nominees. I can feel it all the way down in my plums, getting all swollen with a light blue hue to them, fresh and juicy, ready for the picking. Texas, I love every time you say it. Texas A&M at Arkansas. Arkansas whooped that ass. Oh, man. Good they Lord. They beat the shit out of those boys. Yeah, good Lord. They absolutely whooped that ass. Like this, Yeah. I was, I watched, I rewatched this mostly for just the offensive lines just to see what it was like and, and sure enough, Arkansas, uh, Sam Pittman has those boys fucking cooking. Oh, he's got them tuned up. Yeah, I will say this though, I do think with a healthy Haynes King, A&M might have won this game. Uh, I, I just think Calzada is not good enough. No, at all, he's, man. he's not good. He's a I, bum. <laughs> um, I, Isaiah Spiller was really impressive too. Had the only explosive play of the day for AM. Yeah. Uh, but Arkansas is just a really fucking well coached team. Yeah. And also Barry Odom is going to be the top VC target for like every team with a bad defense this year. Yeah. <coughs> Ohio State. <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> um, someone's going to bring him to a bigger job. If he doesn't get a head coaching job, which he might soon as well. Um, yeah, man, good for Arkansas. They're beating the shit out of these boys. Yeah, they've got a tough challenge this week. Mm-hmm. What is? It? I'm checking it's out to see that line. I know yeah. they play Georgia, but I'm curious to see what the line on that game is. Um, I think Georgia's going to win. I don't know by how much, but I, I do think Georgia. And I, then again, I counted out Arkansas this week, and I was wrong this week. Yeah. And Sam Pittman certainly knows how how things work at Georgia. But do you know how much Georgia's favored by? Fourteen. Eighteen and a half. Goodness gracious! I know it's a home game, but like that's a lot. I don't know if anybody can beat this Arkansas team by that much. Yeah, they just play dirty fucking game. They just yeah. play, they just muck it up. Yeah, man, there are three top twelve matchups this week. That's exciting. Yeah. We'll get on the preview, but yeah. uh, let me also say real quick. Um, we talked about him coming into the season. Um, it's Trey Lombergs, right? That's yeah. his name. Yeah. That kid is fucking good. He's really good, man. He's a dog. <laughs> that kid is really good. Uh, Knox is good too. That their other yeah. kid. Yeah. yeah, I mean they've got some dogs in that team. Yeah, KJ Jefferson. I don't think is amazing, but got the job done. They looked really good in the first half on offense. They yeah. do. 
something that I really liked that they did was they they do a really good job of creating single coverage matchups on backside deep shots. Um, they'll mm-hmm. they'll sort of motion away. They'll do formation in the boundary stuff, and they get Burks in single coverage with with cornerbacks and, and man coverage with cornerbacks, and he just wins those battles like oh, yeah. consistently. He just wins those battles. Um, I, I think Arkansas did a great job here. This yeah. was this was a lot of fun. Uh, um, next up, we've got SMU at TCU. Right, battle for the Iron Skillet. Um, man. Somebody, somebody was right about SMU. You and yeah. it was us. Oh, it was us again. <laughs> well, what was that who was right, Patrick? It was, it was uh, oh, it was the flipping the field boys. Flipping the field boys, they're right again. <laughs> yeah, um, man, SMU has put some points up. Ulysses Bentley is an ass kicker. Yeah, uh, this receiving core is really fun. This um, rushing uh, attack is really fucking good, too. Yeah, I like, like everything about this offense, really. Yeah. The defense, we're not going to talk about them. They're fine, yeah. Jim Levitt, he'll, he'll get, Jim Levitt will get those boys right. Yeah. But, Sometime. But, uh, I mean, the part about this, for the why it's a fiancé down my Plum's nominee. Yeah. Um, if you didn't hear, uh, so a TCU receiver, it was Rasheed something, uh, I can't remember his last name. Is it If, if it's Rasheed Rice. I'm sorry, Rice. SMU yeah, receiver. Yeah, it's Rasheed Rice. Yeah. Rasheed Rice, who was formerly a TCU commit, uh, who, went to, who was a JUCO player that flipped yeah. to SMU, said that no one comes to Texas to Fort Worth. No one cares about Fort Worth. They all come here for Dallas, mm-hmm. right? Was talking he's, shit before the game. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> was talking a whole lot of shit before the game. Uh, talked shit after he left his commitment a couple years ago. Um, after the game, immediately... He, now, a lot of people will like go back in the locker room, talk to their mm-hmm. team real quick, come grab the flag, come plant the flag. Yeah. No, no, no. He had someone bring the flag to the tunnel so he could go right <laughs> after the game ended, goes back and grabs it, walks into a crowd of TCU uh. players... Tries to plant the flag. Someone King. takes it off and gets shot, you know, shoved around. Yeah. Another guy sneaks around the backside, picks the flag back, so yeah. successfully plants it. TCU breaks the flag and yeah. it rips the rips the. Once again, TCU out schemed by SMU. Gary <laughs> <laughs> Patterson just taking L. The backside the flag, they couldn't see it coming. Yeah. Um, yeah, good for that kid. And he talks more shit after the game too. You know. Uh, yeah. Also, I don't know if you saw the post game uh, handshake, but uh, Gary Patterson. Uh, it was brisk. Uh, well, no, actually, he, he told uh, Sonny Dykes that he's, he said uh, the camera caught it. Mm. They, he said, Y'all kicked our ass. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. he's not wrong. Um, yeah, but uh, Rasheed Rice kept talking shit after the game, too, uh, as he is wont to do. Good for him. Good for yeah. SMU. Uh, our third nominee here, Nebraska at Michigan State. Um, man, you got to be pissed off for Nebraska. Dude. What the bad. fuck is going on with this team? It's the they same. It's the same thing as the Florida State thing, where they just cannot fucking yeah, figure out, how to, know how, to win. how to win. Man, they the fucking punter not calling out which direction the ball was going in. That's middle school shit. That's yeah. like something that you learn the first year you're playing football. Yeah, um, totally wrong. if you didn't see the punt, the punt yeah. everyone on Michigan State's kick coverage team went to the right. He punted it left, <laughs> wide open lane for uh, Reed, uh, yeah. Jalen Reed to, uh, to bring the ball home from Michigan State. Uh, that that was their. Not only was that their only score in the second half, uh, they didn't get a single first down in the second half. Nebraska's defense was lights out. The special yeah. teams just absolutely fucked them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, bad for them. Michigan State is fraudulent also. I'm going to oh, say yeah. right now, this team's not good. Um, um, I think they beat Western Kentucky this week, but I'm nervous about that game for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they might lose. That's the game they can lose. Yeah, Western Kentucky almost beat Indiana. At I home, think to be fair. Yeah. yeah. About the same team. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, Oregon State at USC is our fourth nominee here. Wolf. Uh, Jonathan, Smith, Jonathan Smith came down and beat the shit out of them boys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Oregon, turns out making a recruiting coordinator your head coach is not really a good plan for USC. Who would have? I mean, how could you know? You could have um, known. No way to Oregon know. State is running essentially the triple option. <laughs> like they're they're pretty much just running the triple, mm-hmm. like in the way that they, in in ideology, essentially not not in in actual schemes, but in in the plan that they have for what they want to do on offense. It is yeah. all about ball control and running the ball. Um, and it worked really well here. Yeah, the USC, first, first one in the call seems 1960. Yeah, USC didn't know what to do about that. Um, Oregon State, credit to it, well, really well done. Um, I Keaton don't, Slovis stock fading. Keaton Slovis, this kid stinks out loud. This kid's Man. not good. Um, I blame the O-line. Yeah, Drake London's really good. He should transfer mm-hmm. right now. He Drake, should, uh, Drake Jackson also really good. Yeah, Drake <laughs> Get more guys named Drake. Down yeah, there, huh? you need more Drakes out here at Drake London. Literally, I am. This is this is financial advice that I am offering here on the podcast. He should transfer right now before the the fifth game so that he can get this eligibility well, back. He can just go to the league this year. Sure. Um, 
if he wants to if he wants to win in college, he should oh, he should yeah. transfer. No, I don't right think he cares. Now. He's gonna go to the league. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> last one here in the in the plums nominees: Spencer Rattler versus Oklahoma's fans. Hmm. Um, if you didn't hear this game, uh, Spencer Rattler <laughs> was absolutely sucking shit, and Oklahoma student section very audibly in the broadcast. Yeah. Uh, began to chant, "We want Caleb," referring to Caleb Williams, mm-hmm. uh, number one overall quarterback. I'm gonna tell you right now, they don't actually. Want they don't that. want Caleb. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're yeah, not going to be out of here once you get out of here. had a ridiculous run of quarterbacks that just simply is not sustainable. Yep. Like you just can't expect this guy to be that guy. Yeah. Um, he is not. He's not that, Murray. He's not that guy. Pal. No, he's not even Jalen Hurts. Hell, yeah. Jalen Hurts wasn't that good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> allegedly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Pick here has to be SMU TCU. Yeah. Yes, with a, with a sh- uh, shout out to Spencer Rattler versus the fans. Yeah, um, for sure. By the way, and I, I don't usually don't dog college football players. Just one of the most fucking unlikable guys in college football yeah. ever. It's been going around, and if you haven't seen it, the QB one season he was on. Um, man, watching that, I know he's only he's eighteen or seventeen. It was some whatever. Just what a fucking prick, though. Yeah. Just a guy you absolutely love to root against. He deserves all the hate. He's coming his way. He's an asshole. Yeah. Um, his attitude, I think, is directly harming Oklahoma's team and making them like less susceptible to winning. Seems like it. Um, and they're going to lose a game pretty soon here. I would hope, yeah. Um, throwback Game of the Week nominee brought to you by Quaaludes. Yes, um, and Patrick is going to be handling this one on his own as well as the rest of the pod. I do have to yeah. run. I made a commitment to uh, eat some chicken wings with my friends, and I'm <laughs> terribly late for it. Uh, so <laughs> I will uh, yeah, I will catch you guys next week for the preview. Patrick, uh, continue on in my honor. Yeah, Ryan is mac-browning us here. <laughs> um, so yes, we will We will, We will. will be back in, in tandem for the preview um, that's right. And uh, but until then, I'm gonna I'm gonna get you the rest of the way here. We're going uh, we're going Tom Brenneman mode. Um, throwback game of the week brought to you by Quaaludes. There's nothing like a fucking Quaalude. <laughs> Bowling Green at Minnesota. First up, this man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to do with this because PJ Fleck, I I thought was a pretty good coach. I thought Minnesota was gonna be pretty good this year, and now here we are, and you've lost to Bowling Green. And you can't lose to Bowling Green. Generally speaking, if you're if you're going to be a college football team, you can't lose to Bowling Green. This is a Scott Leffler team, and Minnesota lost to Bowling Green, fourteen to ten. Lost to Bowling Green about four separate times. Uh, <laughs> Bowling Green just didn't want it, but just a just a bad showing here from from Minnesota all around a bad showing. I don't know. I don't know what the big issue here is. I think that not having. Mohamed Ibrahim is is hurting them quite a bit. Trajan Potts is not bad, though. I don't think he's a bad player. It seems like Tanner Morgan needs to maybe call it a day, and they need to move on to somebody else. I don't know if they... I mean, it's Zach Anikstad behind him, and that's not a whole lot better, but 5 of 13 for 59 yards, two interceptions against this defense. Um, Man, I just... I guess credit to Bowling Green, but there's not a good Bowling Green team in Minnesota. Just can't score the ball, can't move, can't do much of anything. Um, this was this was a tough watch. I it was funny to watch Minnesota lose, but Scott Leffler, Bowling Green guys, come on. Um, next up, Notre Dame versus Wisconsin. Um, I knew coming in this one was going to stink because it was on the I believe it was the big noon. Saturday kick, which is always fucking terrible. One of the worst inventions in college football history. Uh, Notre Dame 41, Wisconsin 13. Um, these teams suck. Both of them do. Both of these teams are not good. The Notre Dame offense is pitiful, and the Wisconsin offense is even worse. Jack Cohn, not the guy for Notre Dame. Graham Mertz, you've got to pull him. you got to pull him. you got to put somebody else in. Four interceptions, um, two of which went for pick sixes late in this game. This was actually a whole lot closer than the final score indicated. Um, Notre Dame was trailing in the fourth quarter even, uh, and then benefited from a kickoff return, two interception returns, one actual touchdown and a field goal in that fourth quarter. Um, but 41-13 is, is as it is. Notre Dame can't run the ball, can't do much of anything on offense, um, and Wisconsin can't even run the ball, or can't can't do anything either. Just Just... Really bad. Really, really bad all around here. I think that both of these defenses are improving, at least, which is <laughs> nice. I think Marcus Freeman's starting to get a little bit better of an idea for what he should be doing with this group, but um, neither of these are anywhere near top 25 teams, in my mind. I think Notre Dame is about to get shellacked by Cincinnati. Uh, if I'm wrong on that, unfortunately, I will have to... Uh, I, I mean, I'll have to jump off a building or something. Like That's it for me. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't think I'm, I'm not terribly worried about that not hitting. Uh, these teams stink. These teams stink in a, in a really major way, in a way that is 
making games actively less fun to watch. And that is not that's not what we like to see, but that is living up very nicely to the the name of this segment here. Uh, next up, Kentucky 16, South Carolina 10. Man, uh, Kentucky's not what we were hoping it would be. This offense has not taken any serious steps forward. Will Levis is not the guy at quarterback. Um, rushing attack's not not bad still in Kentucky. It is what it is. This is a Kentucky team. South Carolina, I don't have a ton of thoughts on. They are what we thought they were. Um, but Kentucky, I mean, I guess somebody's going to have to come in third or fourth in the uh, – in the the SEC East might even might maybe even be second or third, but um, I think this is pretty obviously the third place team in the East. Going to lose to Florida, going to lose to Georgia. Um, outside of that, probably win the rest of its games, and that's ten and two. But I don't think this team's any good. That's you know sort of the nature of it. But it's uh, it's it's a bummer because I wanted this to be a competitive SEC East, and it's just not going to be. It's it's going to be Georgia. It's going to be Florida. It's it's going to be Kentucky in that order, and then the rest of it. Who fucking cares? They're all shitty anyway. Um, next up, West Virginia at Oklahoma. We alluded to this a little bit earlier on in talking about Spencer Rattler. Uh, the Oklahoma offense is not what it once was. It is not even even close to that. Uh, 16-13 win here came down to a last-second field goal for Oklahoma. Um, was trailing, entering the, the fourth quarter 13-10 manages to come down and win the game. West Virginia's offense really kind of abandoned it when it needed it most, which was too bad. Um, Letty Brown didn't have a great game. Passing attack wasn't ever really working great. Jarrett Duggy couldn't really get it going. But the West Virginia defense, I thought, played really well, handled itself well against Oklahoma. This Oklahoma rushing attack is bad, full-on not good. I think that the offensive line has some pretty severe issues from, from what I have seen, which is pretty new for this group, but it just doesn't have the guys, I don't think, and Spencer Rattler can't cover it for it, cover for it, because he's not able to go beyond his first read, he's not able to read what's happening with the defense even a little bit, he's not able to follow what's going on, he can't make plays, this kid is, I think he'd be, I think he'd be perfectly fine behind a usual Oklahoma offensive line, I think he'd be about what he was last year, but this is his ceiling, he's not going to get a whole lot better than this, and I think that Oklahoma is going to be pretty severely limited because of that. I mean, they almost lost to West Virginia, and this is not a great West Virginia team. Um, Next couple games, I think, are going to be pretty instructive at Kansas State, at Texas, and then TCU at home. I think that that Oklahoma could absolutely lose any of those three. It won't lose all three, but I don't think it's impossible at all to, to see Oklahoma lose two of those games. I mean, this is just not a very good team. And, you know, it's funny because they're sixth in the nation, but I think everybody knows that this is coming, right? Like, this is... There's there's going to be a loss. There's going to be a loss very soon. Um, this offense is not good enough to cover for a, a, a defense that's still not incredible. I mean, we're not talking about Georgia here. This is a fine Oklahoma defense. The offense is not good enough to cover for it. Uh, last one, Rutgers at Michigan. We touched on it a little bit. Um, credit to Rutgers here for, I would say, a pretty good game plan. Um, Cade McNamara is not getting it done, as I alluded to earlier in the passing game. He's not bad. He's not a bad player. I don't want, I, I don't want to, uh, I don't even know if I want to stake my claim as thinking that he should be benched. Cause I don't know if you should make that move when you're undefeated and, and, you know, are in the situation that Michigan was in coming off of last season. Um, but he's not going to beat Ohio state playing like this. He's just not, and this is not a good Ohio state team, but you've got to have somebody who can threaten down the field and he just can't. And I don't think that his receivers are helping him out a ton. Um, but you see here what happens against a team that, that is able to stack the box a little bit better and compete more with the rushing attack. I mean, Michigan's offense really, really stagnated in the second half here in a way that was concerning, <laughs> you know, and, and I think that that goes back to the rushing attack not really being able to get going, especially in that second half, and Cade McNamara not being able to back Rutgers, you know, off the line. Rutgers had eight guys in the box pretty consistently, and Michigan just couldn't couldn't punish it for it. And I think that that is an issue moving forward. And I don't, I don't know if it's an issue that needs an immediate solution. Sometimes in college football, you can just have issues, but I don't think that Michigan can reach is going to reach the heights that it probably could reach with a better quarterback, um, long-term with Cade McNamara back there. Granted, next three games should be wins, uh, at Rutgers, at Wisconsin, at Nebraska, and then Northwestern at home. I don't think that Michigan loses any of those three. I don't think it loses at Michigan State either, but then you get Indiana at home, at Penn State, at Maryland, and Ohio State to end out the season. Um, you, uh, 
<laughs> I, I think that passing attack's got to improve, and I don't know if it improves with a new guy. I don't know if it improves by changing some of the scheme up, but this was not good enough here, and it, it very nearly cost them against a Rutgers team that I just, it's it's obviously limited in a, in a talent perspective. Um, I think the winner here in this category probably probably Bowling Green, Minnesota, because Bowling Green's running like pro-style shit and, and dropping quarterback, you know, like an NFL team does every single play. Um, but a lot of these were pretty mind-numbing. Like Notre Dame, Wisconsin was not good. West Virginia, Oklahoma was really bad. And it's very funny to have an Oklahoma game on this list at all, but that game was not, not, not fun to watch. Um, yeah, I, I think I could I think I could comfortably give it to either one, but we'll go with Bowling Green here. I think it's probably the last time we'll talk about Bowling Green on this show this year. Um, other games to hit on quickly, Wake Forest, Virginia, uh, I also watched the majority of this one on Friday night, I believe. Um, I really like this Wake Forest team. <laughs> this is this is a fun team to watch. This is a, a group that I think is really good. I enjoyed a lot of what I saw from the offense. I like Dave Clawson's offense in general, so it would be hard for him to do something that I didn't enjoy. But 37-17 victory here over Virginia. I like the Wake Forest defense a lot, too. I think it's Josser Turner, who's their number one cornerback. That kid rocks. <laughs> that kid is is really, really good. I think that the Wake Forest defense in general impressed me quite a bit against a, a good Virginia offense. I think a full-on good Virginia offense. I'm curious to see what Wake Forest can do moving forward in the ACC because it feels like there's a team like this every year, and it always has a letdown game of sorts, and... God, I hope that the, the upcoming Louisville game is not that letdown game. I don't think that at Syracuse, at Army, Duke would... I don't think any of those games could be, but they do have at North Carolina next, and this is not a good North Carolina team, but that's a letdown game. That qualifies. Um, and then it's at Clemson and at Boston College to end the season. I mean, there's nothing say, There's nothing that says that Wake Forest can't win out, right? Like, There's nothing inherent about this team that would stop that from happening necessarily other than it's Wake Forest, and, and that's not the kind of thing that happens anymore. But this is a good team. This is a good team with a good passing attack. I think Sam Hartman knows what he's doing back there. He's not an amazing quarterback, but he gets the job done. Rushing attack could probably afford to be a little bit better, but I I don't think that it's bad by any means. Sorry, Simon just fell off the table. Um, but I don't think that it's bad by any means. This is a really good team. This is a really complete team. Dave Clawson does an awesome job, and I think that this is the latest in a long line of really awesome Dave Clawson teams. Uh, Liberty Syracuse. I only have this one on here to mention that Syracuse wins, which was not what we were expecting. This was another Friday night game. Syracuse 24, Liberty 21. Malik Willis is not that guy. If you are an NFL person who was looking at him as a draft prospect, which I don't know why you, why you would be, but um, he's not that guy. <laughs> he is not the the savior that was promised. He's a pretty he's a pretty good college quarterback. Um, I think Syracuse might be better than we were expecting. I don't know if Dino can save his job with this season because he was in so deep coming in, and they already lost to Rutgers. But at Florida State, feels pretty winnable, <laughs> right? Get to three wins um, at Virginia Tech. I don't think is impossible. At Louisville, I don't think is impossible. Pitt at home, like this, there's a path to six wins here for Syracuse. That the offense isn't especially good, but the rushing attack's not bad by any means. Um, and I think that the defense is legitimately pretty good. And this was a defense coming into the season that that had a lot of experience and that we thought would be pretty good. And here it is; it's pretty good. And I think that that's enough in the ACC to to win some games. And I, I guess shout out to Syracuse for reworking its identity so quickly. This was a game that we penciled in as a loss coming into the season, and they got out there and won it. Next up, Wyoming, UConn. I don't know, I don't know what to think about this because Wyoming very nearly lost to UConn. Came down to the final quarter, came down to the final drives, but Wyoming is able to hold on, get the win here, twenty-four to twenty-two. As I said, I don't I don't know if I have a ton of takeaways from this. I guess credit to UConn for continuing to fight back. This is now two games where where Wyoming has needed to score late to win against really bad teams. First one being Montana State in week one and now UConn. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what to think of this Wyoming team because I'm considering it a serious contender in the Mountain West, but it is very concerning that it is, it is prone to these sort of games. Um, I'm, I'm fearful of like a loss to Colorado State late in the season or something of that sort, but 
I guess 4-0 is 4-0. It's hard to be terribly upset about that, but Wyoming needs to make sure that it's not falling asleep because it, it seems like it's done it twice now on the season and they've only played four games. Next up, Iowa 24, Colorado State 14. Iowa is not a top 10 team <laughs> in the way that the national college football landscape at large is trying to tell you that it is. This is a half team. It's a good half team. It's a team with a really awesome defense. This offense is not good enough to beat really good teams. It's just not. Spencer Petras is not good enough to do it. Tyler Goodson is not good enough to do it. They don't have any receivers. Iowa's going to win the Big Ten West, and it's not going to be an especially great team doing it. I, I just... I think it could lose to Maryland this week. I think it could lose to Penn State next next week. Rest of the schedule, it's not going to lose. But this is a this is a deeply limited team um, because of the offense. The offense is just not good enough, and I think that people are starting to realize, like, oh yeah, these dudes can't score. Which is that's the book on Iowa. It's been the book for several years now. This offense, this feels like a late stage Mark D'Antonio team to me. And those teams also won a lot of games, but they weren't ever going to win the big ones. And that applies here as well. This team's not going to win the Big Ten Championship game. It probably isn't going to beat Penn State. Its offense is just is not is not good enough to pull that off. Uh, UCLA Stanford. I don't have a ton of thoughts here beyond UCLA gets the job done like it like it should kind of blew a lead here at least really tried to but Dorian Thompson Robinson I thought looked pretty good rushing attack worked pretty well Tanner McKee's good I think Tanner McKee's going to save Stanford a lot of trouble this season will win Stanford a lot of games a lot of games being relative he might get them to a bowl game which is not what we thought was going to happen coming into this season Stanford gets Oregon next might cause Oregon some problems but I I don't think it pulls off the upset. However, that does feel very Pac-12 to me of Oregon getting through the non-conference slate unscathed, starting conference play looking okay, not amazing against Arizona, and then just collapsing for no reason at Stanford. Who knows? Maybe maybe it'll happen. It, it would feel very Pac-12, but I do think that this Stanford team is better than we thought it would be coming in. And we thought it'd be pretty bad, so it was not a terribly high bar, but good, good on, uh, good on Tanner McGee, good on, good on them for making this happen. I think that I think McKee is a pretty good passer, pretty good player, and as I said, will win them some games this season. Uh, North Carolina loses here to Georgia Tech, forty-five twenty-two. Man, man, oh man, oh man. I don't know. I don't know what you do here if you're North Carolina beyond <laughs> throw your hands up and I guess wait for next season Sam Howell is is in hell back there they've got no rushing attack they've got no receivers defense isn't very good I mean you just let Jeff Sims go nuts on you come on I don't I don't have a ton of thoughts beyond that just come on Jeff Sims you let you let Jeff Sims go crazy on you on your on your defense that's you give 45 points to Georgia Tech um it's bad it's really bad out there Next up, ULM Troy. I only want to mention because ULM beat Troy. Uh, <laughs> Terry Bowden making us look foolish out here. His his ULM team two and one. Uh, I, I we can I can flex on this a little bit because we knew Troy was going to be bad. We knew that Chip Lindsey was fraudulent. But man, this is a lot like losing to Bowling Green. This is not a good loss for Troy, a Troy team that that fashioned itself as a Sun Belt contender. It is not. It is not a Sun Belt contender. This is not a Sun Belt anything. This is a bad team. ULM also isn't good. But man, that's a bad loss. That's one of the worst losses of the season. Um, and season's only four weeks old. UAB versus Tulane. I had a lot of fun watching this one too. UAB is full-on good again, which it always is, but it's full-on good again. Uh, Offensive line is really good. Defensive line is really good. This is a fun team to watch, especially if you like really good line play. I think Tulane is, is going to have another season pretty much like the ones that it has been having recently, where it's six and six and should be eight and four or nine and three, but just drops a couple games that it, that it couldn't afford to, like the Oklahoma game or like this one. But UAB is a full-on CUSA contender. I think that the CUSA is suddenly really, really fun up at the top. I think that you've got UTSA as an obvious favorite, followed by UAB, followed by a whole bunch of teams that have intrigue, be it Western Kentucky with the air raid that seems to be working with really pretty well, Charlotte with a much more defined passing attack and an offense that's really fun and good to watch. Um, 
I mean, beyond that, FAU should have some talent. Marshall should have some talent. I think you've got a lot of teams in this league worth looking at, and that was not what we were expecting coming in. So that's awesome. We we love to see improving conferences, improving conferences with storylines, and I think that we've got a good one here. Last one, Washington Cal. Oh, man. I didn't watch a ton of this one, but it it happened. Uh, Washington gets another win. Washington's offense managed to account for 31 total points. Granted, it did have an overtime to do so. I think one of these teams is probably going to make a bowl game. I don't know which one it is at this point. Washington's certainly trending that way more than California is, but um, this is tough. This is a tough game. I don't think we told you not to watch the night games, and, and folks, I hope you didn't because they were, they were just as bad as we thought they would be. Uh, pretty pretty bad. Pretty good night slate. Should be better this week. Should be a really, really good week of college football this upcoming week, and I'm not going to preview that here. I'll do that with Ryan in a couple days, but uh, I think that's all I've got here on week four. Really fun week four. It's been a really fun season so far. This was a much-needed week where we got some results that we had been hoping for and waiting for. Like It had been fun, and a lot of the chaos was was enjoyable prior to this, but a lot of it came at at the expense of teams that we liked. And it was nice to get some chaos at the expense of like Dabo Swinney. Uh, we, we love to see Dabo. We love to see the Dabo pack going up. We love to see the Liberty pack going up. And we are certainly looking into it more and more uh, moving forward here. For <laughs> Ryan Donnelly, who has departed to eat some chicken wings, I am Patrick Mayhorn. You can follow the show on Twitter at Field Flipping. I'm on Twitter. I'm Patrick underscore Mayhorn. Ryan left early, so he doesn't get a shout for on, for on Twitter. You can also read my newsletter at the outside zone on Substack, available three times a week for $5 a month. Today, it explained how Charlotte's offense is working really well, specifically the passing attack, which was fun. I don't think I have anything else to plug, so yeah, be, be sure to, to keep it tuned to the Flipping the Field feed here on your podcast players. We do two podcasts a week, review and preview. Preview is always out Thursday morning, unless sometimes it isn't, but it has been so far. Review is whenever we can get time, some some time to record it. We should be getting this into a more stable schedule moving forward, but we've had some moving pieces. And also, I publish a newspaper every Sunday, and so it's kind of hard to get together. But we should be in more of a consistent flow of things here pretty soon, I think. Uh, fingers crossed, I guess. But uh, that'll that'll do it here. I will. Uh, I'll talk to you guys along with Ryan on Thursday. <laughs>